Up next, the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show with Snowden Bishop. After this message. Are you getting enough CBD each day? Hemp Meds carries the most trusted CBD oil brands like Real Scientific Hemp Oil and Dixie Botanicals to make it easy to add cannabinoids like CBD to your diet. We hold all our hemp oil products to our rigorous triple lab tested standard to ensure that you and your family receive only the highest quality and most reliable CBD products. Hemp Meds is your trusted source for CBD. Visit hempmeds.com to get our premium CBD oil today. Use discount code CBD20 to get 20% off your first order. And now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com, it's time for the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show with Snowden Bishop. Listen in as Snowden interviews cannabis industry pioneers, marijuana experts, policymakers, medical practitioners, patients, and other amazing individuals with compelling stories to share. It all happens right now. Here's the Cannabis Reporter, Snowden Bishop. Hi, and welcome back to the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show. I'm your host, Snowden Bishop, and super excited about today's show for a lot of reasons. First, we have some news. A little over a year ago, we started this program as a simple podcast with a lot of passion for raising awareness about the incredible benefits of cannabis. Before we knew it, we became the very first all-cannabis show to be syndicated to nearly 360 network affiliates and community radio stations in most states nationwide. Today, we've reached a new milestone in our journey to educate audiences, this time in the great city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on WJAS Talk Radio. So if you're listening to our show for the first time today, we invite you to get caught up at thecannabisreporter.com and from there, click broadcast to browse through our interviews. We have a terrific show lined up for you today with a couple of very special guests on the debilitating degenerative disease called CTE. But first, we have our Medical Marijuana Minute with Dr. Brian Donner, who just happens to live in Pittsburgh. What do you have for us today, Dr. Donner? Thank you, Snowden. I'm thrilled about our debut on WJAS today in Pittsburgh, which is my home and where I still practice clinically. Fantastic news for Western Pennsylvania and the Cannabis Reporter. I'm also glad you're covering CTE today. As a practicing physician, I understand the concern for potential long-term effects that can result from recurrent concussions. I also understand that oftentimes concussion and post-concussion syndromes are difficult to treat with current medical therapy. From some of the research I've seen, there's great potential for the use of medical cannabis as a treatment option in post-concussion syndrome, not only to treat the symptoms associated with this type of traumatic brain injury, but also to potentially help limit the long-term negative neurological consequences. This potentially could also be applicable to CTE, or chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is caused by multiple and recurrent concussions and develops over time. These types of injuries are most common in today's professional athletes, in particular the NFL. Unfortunately, players suffering with chronic pain are too often treated with opiate pain medication, which can lead to addiction and other health complications. Treatments for concussions and post-concussion syndrome is somewhat limited as well. The end result of these repetitive injuries over time are disease processes such as CTE, which is essentially a degenerative type condition. Consequences are wide-stretching and severe from loss of sleep to depression, and even suicide. 
These disease processes are just starting to be understood at a much higher level, yet conventional treatment options are often marginal at best. However, medical cannabis could potentially offer a new alternative. We now have plenty of evidence that medical marijuana is effective in treating chronic pain. We also know from research conducted overseas that certain cannabinoids are effective in treating a wide variety of chronic neurological disorders, autoimmune malfunctions, and even cancer. This research is exciting because it indicates potential for cannabis to help control the symptoms associated with concussion and post-concussion syndrome. More importantly, though, it has the potential to prevent or lessen long-term neurological degeneration. And this, in my opinion, is the ideal type of treatment option. It's only a matter of time before the NFL approves of cannabis as an alternative to the current standards for treating football injuries and to protect players from issues such as traumatic brain injury. If that happens, the biggest barrier then will be federal law. Teams may train in a state where medical marijuana is legal, but play in another state that does not allow its use. Research may change all of this. The Players Association has agreed to participate in a study, and there are a number of NFL alumni who are actively educating franchise owners and policymakers about the importance of incorporating cannabis treatments into pain management and CTE. These developments are extremely encouraging, and I look forward to seeing how things progress moving forward. I'm Dr. Brian Nonner for The Cannabis Reporter. I'll be back again next week with another Medical Marijuana Minute. Back to you, Snowden. Thank you, Dr. Donner. And for those of you who don't already know, he is also a co-founder of Compassionate Certification Centers, where new patients can go to be certified for medical marijuana in Pennsylvania. And I also just wanted to let you know that they're going to be opening up nearly a dozen clinics in the coming months. So we'll post information about that on thecannabisreporter.com as well. So let's get started. If you follow NFL news, you're probably aware of new research on the debilitating degenerative disease, which Dr. Donner mentioned just a moment ago. Head trauma afflicts more than 96% of all NFL players, and it's raising new concerns among franchise owners, the Players Association, NFL alumni, and parents of school-aged team players. The research has been a catalyst, though, for scientists and sports medicine specialists to look into ways in which players can prevent CTE and protect their brains from sustained injury. About two months ago, we spoke with former New York Jets player Marvin Washington, who's been touring the country to raise awareness about CTE. In a recent article called The Ghost of the NFL, he wrote about his own experiences and ways in which team doctors would run through concussion protocols by asking, where are you? What's the score? What team are we playing? He recalled being knocked out at one game when he took some Tylenol 3s and got back on the field only to find hours later that he didn't remember what happened. He wrote, I never thought anything more serious being wrong because who didn't play hurt this late in the season? This is the NFL. You can't play hurt, you just can't play injured. I considered myself an expert on the NFL's past, having lived and fought through many practices and games. This was a league predicated on selling big hits. I watched, sometimes horrified at how players got bigger and faster, but largely remained ignorant of the long-term dangers of concussion. What emerged from the ghost of the NFL's past was a Pittsburgh Steelers player named Mike Webster. It was his unusual struggles later in life and his sudden tragic death at the age of 50, which started raising questions that needed answers. Then, almost out of nowhere, you have the autopsy that changed football. With this discovery of CTE, suddenly there was more insight into how and why we had lost so many former players way too soon. 
And honestly, that's the moment when we all started to wake up. He said in this passage, I truly appreciate the game of football for the unique life lessons it can provide. But that being said, CTE is the NFL's industrial disease. So Marvin has joined a number of former NFL football players who are now advocating for the use of cannabis to treat football injury-related problems and protect players from damage caused by CTE. One of them is here today, joined by a renowned neuroscientist whose work as an internal medicine doctor has centered on CTE and cannabis therapy to protect players from traumatic brain injuries. First, let me introduce Nick Lowry. He's a former kicker for the Kansas City Chief who's been inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. As founder of the Nick Lowry Youth Foundation, he creates programs that use principles of the game to empower young people to live their dreams. He's an advocate for cannabis as an alternative therapy for football injuries and a national spokesperson for Canalife Sciences, which is spearheading a comprehensive research study on the neuroprotective and restorative treatment of CTE using cannabis. Welcome, Nick. I'm so glad you're here. Great to be here. And just to be uh, precise, I'm in the Kansas City Chiefs Hall of Fame, and I am recently nominated for the NFL Hall of Fame, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> uh, well, you're in my Hall of Fame. How's well, that? <laughs> so you're next, in mine. <laughs> thank you. Next, I'm happy to introduce Dr. H.J. Raza, who's a board-certified internal medicine physician and holds a Ph.D. in neuroscience. He specializes in research on traumatic brain injury and CTE. As Chief Medical Officer of C3 Global Sciences. He's conducting extensive research on the protective, anti-inflammatory, and restorative effects of cannabis as a therapy for CTE. His credentials are way too long to list here, so I'll let him explain a little bit more about that. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Raza. Absolutely. Thank you, Snowden. It's certainly my pleasure. And, uh, this whole space of uh, uh, cannabis treatment is certainly, uh, it's growing very fast. And uh, the potential of what lies within this simple molecule really goes beyond our recognition. My uh, 25 years of professional experience, both as an internist, uh, as well as a researcher in neuroscience, uh, initially my research focused on working memory and how that relates to the prefrontal cortex. As my research continued at Johns Hopkins, I uh, began implementing more of the theory and principles of the human endocannabinoid system. Now, it, it is a system that which is very poorly understood. Uh, uh, we're getting to know more and more now. However, nevertheless, we need to understand it more because it really is the cog in the cog wheel that balances the multiple different systems within the body. Uh, so I, I, I'm certainly very excited. I also have uh, some personal experience with my brother who was a football player and developed uh, CTE. He uh, was an attorney and uh, his health deteriorated. All the symptoms of CTE as it progresses through its uh, uh, natural course and just to see him, what he went through, and then eventually getting him on CBD, slowly tapering off his prescribed medication, uh, proved to be a miraculous effect. He reclaimed his life. So I have this personal event in my life that I saw with my own eyes what CBD can do. And we have to understand its pivotal role in multiple different systems in the body and across multiple medical conditions. Um, so I'm certainly very excited. I uh, very much am an advocate uh, in this, especially with the problems that we go have ongoing at the current time. We have no answers for concussion. 
regardless of the fact that uh, materials and equipment and rules and regulations and hard hitting has, has changed the game. It has made it safer, but we don't see a dent in the concussion incidents, the concussion rates. The method of diagnosis on the field at the current time is prehistoric. Its management is, is way beyond where technology is at the current time. I mean, a, a person who suffered a concussion, putting him in isolation for two weeks, having no stimulation, no light, nothing. Uh, this is very prehistoric. We are in the age of computers. Uh, we are age of data. We are in the age of knowledge where it can be accessed so quickly. And, and an approach like this is quite literally repulsive to me as a physician and, and as a researcher. So we need, to, we need to tackle these issues. The concussion answer is unanswered. The, the whole all-timer neurodegenerative uh, conditions are not met with any effective therapy. And the host of uh, muscle spasms, uh, wellness, all these issues. And again, uh, I could go on forever, but the main point here is that every single disease in humankind has an inflammation base. And one of the strongest properties of CBD is that it is a potent anti-inflammatory. When the brain suffers an injury, it's called what is called diffuse axonal injury, which shakes all the nerves in the, in, in the brain, which then elicits an inflammatory process by multiple cascades. And molecular studies, animal studies, and human clinical studies, both domestic and international, have shown to augment these cascades in, in halting uh, inflammation. Yeah. Even as minute as at, at the level of the mitochondria. So uh, I know it's a long answer, but there's just so much that exists. And of course, with the narcotic and the opioid crisis throughout the world, this becomes an incredible substitute uh, as well as a oh, taking yeah. form of medication. It, it really does. And in fact, the last two shows I did on the NFL issues w dealt with opiates more than this research, and this research is so new. But, you know, as with so many people who become advocates, it usually does take a personal experience for them to, you know, really jump on board. So I'm so sorry about your brother, but, you know, I'm glad it brought you to where you are now. And uh, Nick, I know that you were a friend of Mike Webster. Isn't that correct? Yeah, he was my teammate. And, and I, Dr. Raza, I'm, I was a little surprised when you said that your brother had CTE because I didn't know that we had been able to diagnose CTE before the end of life. So how did you know that he yes. had CTE? Well, uh, just just his natural progression of his symptoms. Uh, yes, you're right on that, Nick. Uh, we can only get a diagnosis on CT by postmortem uh, pathological examination. But his the nature of his course of his progression, the anxiety, the sleeplessness, the social uh, withdrawal. Uh, he, not he fit making... the model, so you're you're saying it was a good bet that that he was there and certainly headed in that direction. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I mean, the signs were clear. He did have, in college, had multiple concussions and uh, brief losses of consciousness here and there. But you saw it. This was at a high-level functioning uh, individual as an attorney. And, and he did not have executive judgment over this time period. Wow, yeah. It's, it's really quite tragic. But I know that now there have been a few instances where scientists have been able to come up with some different markers related to diagnosing CTE. Um, and I, I know, Nick, you know something about this, too. Tell me what you know. I was just in New York last week, Snowden, uh, to talk about this. Um, and I, I'm, of course, I'm not a PhD. I'm not a doctor. Uh, 
Uh, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. Just kidding. Um, I, I, I have been reading up about this. I actually worked in the White House Drug Abuse Policy Office where I, and for the last year, the Reagan administration in the offseason. So all we ever heard about them was THC. So it's been very, very uh, mind-blowing, if you'll permit <laughs> me the, uh, yeah. the pun, yeah. that um, you learn so much more about the 147 other CBDs. And uh, Dr. Ann McKee, who's been the one that's led this research at BU, um, thinks that she's come up with what may be a biomarker. However, it's only one protein. So from what I understand from Dr. Diane Langford, who works with us at Can Life Sciences at Temple and her research, uh, the, as I've studied statistics at Harvard, I have a master's in public administration from the Harvard Kennedy School, that the number of uh, actual clinical studies and the actual subjects is very limited. So um, it's just the beginning there. Now, with regard to our research, we have something called PINCH, and I'm sure Dr. Raz has heard about that. Uh, that also yeah. indicates uh, something that seems to be tied to the, the level of tau protein in the brain, which leads to the stickiness and this clumping of uh, neurons. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that um, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir with Dr. Raza, but the Salk Institute has found this, Stanford's found this, and UCLA Torrance, among many, uh, that there is a significant improvement. Number one, what we hoped was, was seems to be proven true, which is the limiting of damage to the neuron. But what really is exciting is the possibility that the neuron actually gets a signal to switch on and rebuild itself. So that's where we need support from the Department of Defense, from the National Football League, which until now, Snowden, has been <coughs> focused on the real helmets. And they actually devoted $100 million, which is awesome, $60 million to helmets and $40 million to uh, other research, and I believe it should be the exact reverse or more so because the second uh, cellular helmet in the brain is exactly where Dr. Bennett Amalu, who I was on uh, MSNBC a month ago mm -hmm. talking about this, subsequent to Dr. McKee's uh, announcement of 110 of 111 NFL football players deceased that right. had this, um, it really looks like we've got <clears throat> some progress in this cellular helmet. And in the movie Concussion, uh, Dr. Amalu, played by uh, Will Smith, talks about how we can never do anything for the brain. It's pretty exciting to know that we can make the brain more resilient. That mm -hmm. uh, in the UCLA Torrance study, 446 traffic accident victims, those that had some level of THC in their system were five times less likely to die from a traumatic brain injury. So does this mean we've solved everything? No, there will always be concussions. There will always be some level of CTE in society. Head injuries are part of the world. There's a major issue with women in domestic violence and their children with traumatic brain injuries. Right. It's, a, it's a global issue. Boxing. So, but um, what I love baseball. about this is a healthy society, mm -hmm. like we're doing right now, talks about this, educates, and allows right. the truth to, as, and there's that scene when Dr. Mahler says, the truth, that's really it. You know, mm -hmm. that's really what we're after is creating um, just resiliency of our attitudes with regard to solving problems. That's what America is at its best. Yeah. And, you know, I think there are a couple of things that will help remove some of the barriers, and one of which is to bring the science into the discussion. Yes, if I may just add, uh, what uh, Nick has said is, is really on target. Um, no matter what you do with the helmet, again, uh, with, with regards to materials and protection from the outside, 
we have to understand this is really not going to accomplish anything in a, in a sense that if you don't address the internal structure of the brain and fortifying it, you're not going to get improvement or protection against CTE. And the reason why that happens is because there's about a five millimeter space between the skull and the brain. So the brain is essentially floating. So it doesn't matter what kind of helmet, you're going to have acceleration and deceleration forces, which will result in that diffuse axonal injury. So what we need to do is really fortify it from the inside, health, nutrition, wellness, and CBD. The CBD, in my opinion, in comparison to THC, it has much more profound effects uh, in a sense that it not only acts on the specific receptors in the brain for uh, neuroplasticity and building the brain, but it also augments other uh, systems within the brain or axes, such as the uh, ad uh, adrenal pituitary axis, which is responsible for steroid production, the insulin axis for glucose. All of this gets, starts getting involved in the homeostasis of that injury within in the brain. So uh, unless we have data, we have information, and, and then with that information, educating the public uh, as far as prevention and proactive, especially in, the, in our youths where uh, children from 12 years and their teens and uh, later in their teens are more susceptible to brain injury and their effects than older uh, athletes. So again, the, 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 the focus here and, and really the way we're going to get answers and, and favorable outcomes is understanding that basis of that cellular mechanism all the way. I mean, while research, we're looking, we're even about to go on to the quantum level of the molecule itself. I know it sounds scientific, but there's a Houston lab where I'm going to work with them looking at the different electron pairing in the terminal carbon, uh, which allows the CBD molecule to attach to its receptor and how it affects the DNA. So see, one area that is going to become incredibly uh, uh, beneficial to this research is called nutritional epigenetics. What, that, what does that mean? Well, simply CBD will find that that molecule in itself actually turns on and off DNA genes. And this is profound because if we can manipulate that, we can even further help the individual recover and prevent that progression of PTE. Yeah, this is, this is quite fascinating. And I actually uh, spoke with a couple of doctors who are uh, actually doing some research right now in the genetic aspects of cannabis as a, as a treatment. And I was just going to say, one of the things I'm sure Dr. Raza has to fight through, even with my own family I've had to, is to help people understand, because there's been such pervasive brainwashing over the mm -hmm. last... 80, 80 years. years. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. 80 years. That it's yeah. not marijuana, it's hemp, and it's actually legal according to the 2003-2004 uh, Ninth Circuit <clears throat> decision against the DEA, who I used to work with when I was at the White House in the offseason, um, albeit I'm sure with the best of intentions, but we have to help people see this is not the same thing. I love right. you, Dr. Raza, talking about CBDs separate from THC, the power of CBDs with virtually no downside, including no um, what we call CB1 or CB2 receptors in the brainstem. So unlike opioids, you can't go to sleep and never wake up. So those people right. in Ohio, speaking of Ohio and Pennsylvania and West Virginia and Mississippi that have these epidemics of opioid um, poisoning, the doctors that have been prescribing this should be hung upside down and we should use them as tackling dummies. You know, so, and I'm sorry to be passionate about this, but these people have nothing 
and I mean nothing. I They're the antithesis of health and healing. And we're the ones Absolutely. that are going to say it's enough. We have answers. We have more answers ahead. Work with us. Let's work together, all of us, and be true healers. Yeah. I love your passion, Nick, and that's what it's all about. And, and we're going to begin to uncover so much massive truth about this molecule and what it can do. And it's a shame, Nick, that I mentioned this, you know, uh, 25 years ago when I was in medical school in New York City. They, they had a, maybe one paragraph on the endocannabinoid system. Oh, that's yeah. it. And, and I tell you guys, you. it's all about... It's all about bureaucracy. It's about uh, not educating the physicians the right way for whatever reason, political, legal, whatever it is. Yeah. But here you have one of the biggest systems that, which is ubiquitous throughout the body, and, and the medical schools are not teaching you about it. Yeah. In fact, there was a, there was a survey done last year of, um, God, I think like a thousand universities and only 13% of them even mentioned the word cannabis in yep, a one course. one in nine. Yeah. Thank you. It's I've crazy. Been, I've been mentoring the U University of Arizona Medical School, and, and uh, unfortunately, um, you know, they uh, fall prey to that for, for the time being. Um, but I also wanted to mention, Candlelight Science is one of the things we, we've developed, at least initially, is a, what we call a super CBD molecule, KLS-13019. And, uh, and that is something we've measured. And Dr. Raza, you know these exact uh, explanations, but it's 50 times more potent, 400 times more safe, and 10 times oh more God. bioavailable. So, but what do you have to do? You can't test that just against mice. You have to test this against human beings, mm -hmm. and there are plenty of human beings that, that want to be part of these, these uh, trials, and to get this Absolutely. out, the problem I have with the American medical system is not that we don't have the most brilliant minds, it's that we take 20 and 30 years to, uh, to be so careful that we lose lives in the process, yeah. and, and I can't um, understand, certainly I'm not a doctor, but I can't understand why we can't accelerate the process with this overwhelming 23,000 white papers on CBDs, mm -hmm. 4,000 papers on PubMed.gov. It's just, exactly. it's just unex unexcusable. And, and not all of them are animal or human or, or just molecular studies. Still, you've got science to prove it. So why are we Real so science. Stuck? This is real science. Yes. Uh -huh. exactly. Real science. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Nick is uh, very much right. And not only that, if you, if you actually look at a lot of the international studies, They've gone beyond the United States and what they're uh, looking into. Oh, yeah. um, in Israel, for you know, mm -hmm. Israel, exactly, exactly, and uh, you know, and this is exactly what we need to do. It's, it is, it is so. We're at the right time to really push this forward, uh, and and this is where we need to take advantage. And and again, the bottom line, as Nick mentioned, is educating the public, removing the stigma, letting them know that this is actually a medicine. This is this is something that's going to help you. This is something that's going to prevent as well. So. Yeah, you know, that's that's the main message. And especially for young developing minds, too, because I know, you know, football is such a an important pastime for our culture. And it's so much a part that I mean, the game itself teaches so many incredible lessons. And Nick, I've heard you Absolutely. speak on on this topic to youth groups everywhere. And I know that eliminating football is not an option because it is so ingrained in our culture and all of that. So the most important thing that I can think of is to be able to encourage the NFL powers that be to actually accept uh, CBD as, as a regular 
uh, preventative measure as a di- in addition to as a treatment. I see it as a morning vitamin that mothers, soccer moms, and football moms that, you know, that have that wonderful attitude, mm-hmm. I'm going to do whatever I can to protect myself, and of course my children come first. Absolutely. And that's going to change Absolutely. things. Um, we are the stewards of the game. Mm-hmm. This, this game yeah. of football is four times more popular than any other sport. My Kansas City Chiefs won last night. Uh, God bless them, the only undefeated team. But, you know, I, when, we, when we take that attitude, it's, it's a real beautiful thing. We can do things uh, with regard to the North Carolina study of about 12 years ago, uh, which said that these subconcussive hits, this cumulative subconcussive hits, add up to the same result or more so. And there is a mobile virtual player that my former teammate, it's funny the serendipity of this, my holder at Dartmouth College, Buddy Tevens, who's now the head coach at Dartmouth, was a Stanford head coach, um, has helped develop with their engineering school, this mobile virtual player, which we're getting de- uh, actually delivered to Sawarita School District, which means small Saguaro in southern Tucson this week. Wow. And what it does is it means that teammates never have to tackle each other during the week. They can tackle this. They've cut 59% of concussions out. They've cut 80% of injuries out. And while that doesn't solve everything, I think if you said, you know what, what would happen if we cut concussions by 60% just by doing that? Right. Then we, then we were cutting it down slowly by, by each step, each increment, we can reduce it. My, my vision is that we have reduced with what we're talking about with CBDs and we're, what we're talking about with something in, fundamental, which is ending head-to-head hits in practice during the week. Yes. How about if we cut concussions by two-thirds? What would that mean in terms of literally millions of people on the quality of their lives? Yeah. How many Absolutely. lives could, it, could be saved? Absolutely. And, and also, Nick, uh, you know, that information, those type of studies, can be also extrapolated to diseases like Alzheimer's, which the process is very similar as far as the degeneration occurs. And if you look on a molecular level, again, it all goes down to the mitochondria. Uh, and CBD has profound effects on energy metabolism because if you disturb any form of energy metabolism within the mitochondria, you're going to have full-blown inflammation wherever that's occurring. So uh, uh, certainly that fits so much well into the picture what you just said. And the amyloid beta, the, you know, these clumping of these cells. And could you, because I'd rather have you do it than me stumble over it, uh, literally uh, the effect it has on, on A-beta, which the Stanford study talked about as being significant, that endocannabinoid deficiency is a cause of Alzheimer's, is a cause of dementia. Exactly, exactly. And, and it all has to do with that uh, maintaining that, uh, uh, that balance, that homeostasis within the system. Uh, the CBD molecule, as I mentioned, just to keep it very simple, it not only acts on those uh, receptors within the brain, uh, on the neurons themselves, but also the supporting structures like the glial cells and the macrophages. These are thing, uh, cells that actually remove dead material or free radical oxygen. So CBD is not only an anti-inflammatory, it's a powerful antioxidant. And free radical damage is profound in, in neurological injury. So um, in, in a sense, uh, this is what we need to focus on. And this is what our research needs to focus on. And again, it's all about being proactive. As a matter of fact, I visited New Jersey and met uh, at the headquarters there, Pop Warner, with the youth football club. I've been there. And, uh, 
Oh, it's it's amazing, amazing people. And I'm uh, the um, uh, chief of the medical advisory board for uh, advanced brain monitoring, which makes a point of care EEG device, which you can deploy right on the field. You can get. Uh, we're beginning to get markers of neurological injury and concussion, or as well as, well as acute concussion, when we look at especially the alpha and beta waves of what's going on. So you 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 have a a validated evidence based tool that can be used on the sideline to assess along with your normal physician team physician examination. So you have this validation technology, which I am so excited about to get this into the NFL. And uh, of course, you got to go through all that red tape. I'm sure you know all that, Nick. Uh, you know, I, I had, had neck committee and all that. I've spoken to them. They love the device. And that's what we need out there. What's the delay? I mean, you can't just follow a finger and say, what time is it? What's the score? Who's the president? You're okay to go back to the field. No, you can't do that. That's, that's prehistoric. That's, that's you, you're putting that pet player in such danger. If he gets a repeated uh, hit to the head, you already have a subclinical concussion there already. So having this device on the field in 10 minutes, you can read the EEG waves. It will be transmitted to the cloud. The cloud, the neurologist reads it, gives it right back to the physician. We have a nationwide neurology network already set up to implement this. So in 10, 15 minutes, you have a diagnosis or at least a validation of whether something is occurring or not and as further evaluation is needed and get that player off the field. Yeah. So this is a this is the type of stuff we need out there, Nick. That sounds that sounds like a much more modern approach to uh, where are you, what's the score, and what team how are you fingers? playing? I mean, yeah, how many <laughs> oh, fingers are? <laughs> absolutely, Ashley Snowden. You know, I mean, it's it's very true. Technology is way ahead of uh, medical practice. Medical practice needs to catch up with technology. And with this EEG, we're doing data mining. We're doing artificial intelligence. We're plugging in algorithms to assess injury, to better identify biomarkers that are present. Biomarkers, as Nick mentioned, were the tau protein from the spinal fluid. That becomes a, a sort of a plasma biomarker. Well, this is a neuro neurological biomarker. Uh, one of the major things that we're beginning to find is that a reduction in the power of the alpha wave in the frontal cortex when uh, suffers a concussion, and if that's repeated in our data, then obviously that becomes research, that becomes validation, that becomes you know, a credible marker that you can use on the field to assess someone's injury. Yeah, you know, um, that actually raises a really interesting point, too. Um, the other day, Nick and I were talking about this, and you hear about these uh, sort of random outbursts and um, which turn into criminal acts, of people who have been upstanding citizens, um, players who have suffered uh, brain and repeated brain injuries, um, and when you when you mention the frontal cortex, that really does have a lot of influence on your impulses, on your judgment, your prioritization, your prioritization of what's right and wrong. And exactly. with this research that's going on right now, and with with the potential for CBD to alleviate some of these symptoms, it seems to me that this might really help with some of those problems. I think it's going to help us. One of the great things is a sort of cross-referencing. So as I listened to you, I thought to myself, one of the other great things about the effort to solve one problem is you get insight into other issues. And, mm -hmm. and for me as a place kicker, just think about where I come from. I had to run out. I had to manage my state in front of 80,000 people. If they're in Pittsburgh or at the, let's say they're in Oakland, they're, they're shouting 
beautiful soliloquies of, ep- of epithets at you and something about your mom, who knows what it is, anything to get you off your emotional <laughs> stability, right? That you can't concentrate, right. you can't manage your state so you can be calm and present in the moment. And most of us know that uh, what we seek in life is that sense of being present, that sense of being calm and present. Exactly. It's, it's, it's so elusive. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to be able to get more insight into how we can sustain that sense of being present, which of course leads exactly. to perception, better memory, better recall, better enjoyment of life, better decisions, probably better creativity, and you know, better decisions. So you know, that's Absolutely. what's so exciting to me is uh, we are in the era of the brain. And in the era of the brain, we're dealing with not only something that's you know, an intellectual idea, it's the soul. It's the epicenter of the soul, the emotions, oh, the spirit, and the body. That is so beautiful, Nick. I, I love what you said. And uh, as a matter of fact, there's been some research of how CBD has receptors in the pineal gland, which we call the third eye. And um, uh, its effect, uh, the pineal gland is incredible of, of, of how it not only uh, uh, regulates our circadian rhythms, but it also has that effect on our sort of thinking and emotions and subconscious to be in the present. So, you know, I mean, and, and we know now also that as we age, just like testosterone, just like other hormones in the body, as they decrease growth hormone, uh, the same thing with the endocannabinoid system, it had, begins to have insufficiency. And you need to correct that insufficiency, just like how you do with the other system. And how do you correct it? Well, you use the molecule that is, reso- that is really the axis of that whole system. It's not THC. It's CBA. Yeah. It's not marijuana. It's not smoking a cigarette. There are great benefits, especially people in great pain, people dealing with long-term suffering. We know, of course, the help of people with, with different forms of cancer and recovering from chemotherapy and all those toxicities. Childhood epilepsy. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. So there are lots of great things about THC, but the truth is that there's so much that has not, people have not opened their minds to that has nothing to do with marijuana. And that's, that's why I want to help bring that message to everyone to get past that, to be able to say, you know what, I'm not going to let what I've been told, even if it's been my entire life, I'm going to pay attention to the truth and see the way things yeah, are, because mm-hmm. there are answers right now. And that's why I'm here with you, because I know, Snowden, you've always been dedicated to bring out some of these things that are suppressed in a way that now we can really celebrate what America is about, which is not only free speech, but also free wisdom. Yes, yes, exactly. absolutely, absolutely. You know, and it, 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 I think truth is like at the core of the message that we're trying to get across to the, the public. And like you were talking about earlier, Nick, you know, the stigma has lasted for so long. It's ingrained in our collective psyche. And, you know, until, until we begin to really educate everyone and get... Um, you know, more public figures like yourself and more medical scientists and doctors like, like you, Dr. Raza, to really vocally speak out about this, you know, that I think Absolutely. is number one and it's really going to help. Let me just jump in. I, I've hosted the Future Football Luncheons with Barrows Neurological Center, P. David Adelson from Children's uh, Barrows and also Javier Cardenas and Hirsch Handmaker from the Cactus Foundation right here in Phoenix. And what they've, and also my friend Chris Giza, who's another Dartmouth grad from UCLA, who's an amazing visionary as well. And they all say the same thing. That when they've talked to kids and parents, guess what they say? How will we change attitudes? And they say, the second we see our role models, our, whether it's football players, right. or what are changing. And so what's been really um, wonderful for me is to see and the, the 
expression on the faces of the doctors when they see the football players in, in the room together. Because it's like we're never together. They're like, we never get to be together. Why is that? Yeah. So when we get together in the same room, all of those perceptions and biases disappear and we start talking about what we have in common. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. So what's next for you, Dr. Raza? Well, um, uh, again, our, our company, uh, C3 Global Biosciences, we're basically focused on advancing the bioscience of CBD, understanding, like I said, not only on a molecular level, but also on a clinical level. One of the study, studies that we're going to be commencing is our new formulation of our water product to be used as a pre, uh, during, and post-workout uh, and practice and see if uh, we've developed uh, metrics and, and markers to look for in these players and see how CBD will affect them. Now, in the formulation, what I've done is formulated CBD on a nano level, on a nano scale, and combined that with other very powerful uh, uh, anti-inflammatory neuroprotective agents, well, one of them including what is called omega-3. Of course, we know about omega-3, how uh, powerful it is in that aspect. And one other uh, uh, that I've done a lot of research on, uh, and uh, one of you folks get a chance, do look it up. We're adding a, a compound called uh, Lunacin. Lunacin is a remarkable, remarkable uh, anti-inflammatory neuroprotective uh, compound. And um, what we We've done is uh, encase the molecule because it is a protein, uh, and it is a uh, in that whole new field of nutritional epigenetics, where, whereby the protein itself goes to inside the nucleus of a cell and regulates and turns on and off genes. And what this does is accomplishes turning on of genes that maintain wellness, reduces oxidation uh, stresses, uh, removes uh, debris, and detoxifies surrounding uh, 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 structure. So in Lunacin, we surrounded it with uh, with protective materials uh, in, on again on a nano scale, which will actually block acid and enzymes and allow it to be absorbed. That was one of the really obstacles, and uh, we've, we've got a, uh, uh, a complete functioning molecule. We we, we have that in, in our formulation. So that is the product, and it's going to have other ingredients as powerful antioxidants too, two more. And what that'll do is really provide that incredible synergy of protection. It's really proactive. We want these players to begin to use that and see how it begins to affect uh, their uh, recovery time, their uh, rehabilitation time, if they are to sustain a concussion, see the effects of that. And again, we'll be using that EEG, the electroencephalography, uh, as well as functional MRI to look at the brains of these people through the University of Miami. And so this is going to be a very, very big study. And the other big study, we have other ones going on, but the other one that we're looking into through a, a, a big biopharmaceutical company research organization in Houston, where we're looking at uh, inflammatory markers in the body. Um, and those inflammatory markers are usually raised when there's an injury, cancer, any type of inflammation, you have that cascade action. Activated. And the markers are uh, C-reactive protein uh, uh, sedimentation rate, uh, and uh, we're also looking at uh, the what is called the COX inhibition, uh, which is a cascade that happens uh, within the inflammatory system. So a lot of exciting things going on on that level. We're also strategically aligning with the companies that support our mission in understanding, again, the bioscience and advancing it and really standardizing it. One of the companies that we're working with will be, will be using a crowdsource platform to get opinions on behavior, the use of cannabinoids, oh, wow. how people are using what we call strain print. We'll begin to get anecdotal data. Now, I know people say that 
anecdotal data is not as good as clinical data, which I understand. I agree with that. However, if you have masses of data, uh, that amount of data will, will begin to get become not anecdotal, start becoming empirical, because you're going to see, okay, well, this one, this person has this kind of pain and is responding to this CBD in this amount by this type of dosing. So this is a whole platform that gathers all that information and is, and, and we're moving that platform into sort of governmental studies. The FDA has taken a look at the platform as well. And as, as you guys may remember, FDA did a huge uh, survey analysis of CBD use, uh, uh, which ended in September 13th. So I'm waiting for the results on that as well. So wow. a lot of exciting things. And, and we're the arm, we're the research arm, C3 Global Science, to our uh, our, our production. In other words, it is through our research, our understanding, that we'll go and develop better products. Uh, like Nick mentioned, having a, 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 a more powerful product in, which has greater bioavailability. Yeah. Can I, can uh, I jump so, in? I, oh, sure. <laughs> go right ahead. Is that okay? <laughs> no, he's, he's been burning to say something. That, you know, of there's a lot of science, and, and we're pretty um, reasonably laser-focused at, at Can Life Sciences. Number one is we have the only license from the National Institute of Health from the patent 6630507, Dr. Julius Axelrod, Nobel Prize winner, which is the pharmacological commercial application of CBDs to solving and healing CTE. So for me, absolutely this morning vitamin, this daily vitamin to help make that the brain, the neurons in the brain, the neuroplasticity of the brain, the resiliency of the brain, um, at, at a completely new level and much safer to dealing with and reacting to traumatic brain injuries. And the second thing, now that's football. The second thing is, the thing that bothers me, and I, I had an event almost exactly a year ago with military veterans, and we know about the worst statistic, the social statistic, that there is 22 Two. suicides every single day. If you extrapolate that out, the level of suffering, the level of desperation in, wow. in the hearts so and minds of hundreds of thousands of the military that deserve to feel loved and appreciated yeah. and purposeful and present and happy and satisfied with their life risk as their contribution to this country. So one of the things I know is going to happen with your work and with the work we're doing at Can Life Sciences is to help that brain find peace, find clarity, Absolutely. and restore its sense of wisdom and good judgment and being able to um, find rest and recovery such that PTSD becomes a far less dominant and haunting condition. Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, real quick, no, no, no. <laughs> I know we're all excited about that. I just love this. Uh, but I wanted to get my PTSD white paper over to you with regards to blast concussions on the field. I think you're going to find it incredibly interesting. Great. So one other thing I wanted to just ask you about real quick, Dr. Raza, is uh, I have been looking into the effects of CBD on, on people who are suffering with like ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease and, and a lot of digestive conditions, if you will, that also wind up impacting neurological function down the road because of the way that these conditions allow inflammation and bacteria to pass through the, the system. And in your research, uh, what you were mentioning just a few moments ago, it, it seems as though a lot of what's going on in Houston could actually help to shed some light on those conditions as well. Is that right? Absolutely, absolutely. As a matter of fact, we know now that there is a, a bona fide what is called a neuro-gut system or a neuro-gut access. Mm. Uh, and 
and the human endocannabinoid system plays a very important role in that, especially CBD. So, and with the anti-inflammatory effects that it already possesses, it has been shown is being shown more and more that it does have these positive effects. We have to all just understand that things like colitis and IBS and inflammatory bowel disease and idiopathic bowel syndrome, all those have some kind of a, a psychological, neurological component. And it is now it's being shown by that this axis is really maintained by the human endocannabinoid system. So implementing that type of therapy yep. can improve outcomes and prevention and relapses. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and as a matter of fact, uh, one of the benefits of probiotics is to really help in that neural uh, gut axis as well. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating how many uses for cannabis there are. And it's, you know, yeah. and one thing I just want to mention, too, because um, people who are new to our show may not have heard this before. CBD, which is primarily what we've been talking about here today, is actually available in every single state in the U.S. because of what uh, Nick mentioned, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals made it legal, and anything derived from hemp is actually legal to purchase and import and um, sell here in the United States. So it's available to people. So for those listening, this is the truth. The Ninth Circuit in 2003-2004 said if it's A, hemp produced outside the country. Number two, only the stem, stock, and seeds are harvested, and three, the THC is 0.3% or less. The THC factor is, is virtually non-existent. And there are a lot of uh, reputable, there's, there's like Ananda Hemp, there's uh, HempMedsPX.com, they sell it um, with zero THC as well. And I know that C3 is actually working on, on some formulations as well that are zero THC hemp-based, yeah. isn't that right? That's, that's correct. Yeah, that's and correct. GW Pharmaceuticals as well with Charlotte's Web. I mean, you know, and it's available. People can get it, and that's the most important yeah. thing. It's vitamins for your whole body, for yeah. your brain, for your soul. You're certainly very much right, Snowden. And, and, and the other important thing is that uh, you want to make sure you're getting the right CBD. It's, it's purity, it's strength, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's free from pesticides. All that is also very important. As a matter of fact, Nick, uh, in about two months, we're going to be starting a partnership with a uh, Oxford University uh, research team uh, out of London. And they're a genetics team, and they've uh, found a way, and they've been working on this for a couple of years, to use E. coli and yeast to uh, make CBD. It's just using the genetic uh, uh, fingerprint of CBD and uh, splicing that gene into the uh, E. coli or yeast. And, and then the organisms are basically uh, are producing the product for us. Yeah. Uh, so not, not only you're getting purity, but you can manipulate strength and you can do a lot of other things. And of course, you're not worried about that whole seed to sale type, you know, quality every right. step of the way. Uh, so it really bypasses all that. So I will certainly keep you uh, posted about that, Nick, as well. Sounds good. Yeah, this is, it's, it's pretty fantastic. So, Nick, what's next for you? you know, I'm just going to keep going back to a very simple thing. When you think about in life, what matters to you? Think about your children, your family, your dearest friends, the people you love and that loved you. I think about my right. friend, Ken Stabler, who I uh, chaired his golf tournament in Mobile four years ago, who's no longer with us. They found he had CTE. Wow. I think about Junior Seau. I played in two game-winning field goals, I might say. Uh, Pro Bowls, uh, just one of the most ebullient, uh, upbeat people you'll ever meet. 
I think about, yeah. um, you know, Dave Duerson. I think about all these people that went through a private and public torment uh, that is unfathomable. And, of course, Mike Webster is one more example. But there are many more out there. Mm -hmm. And Andre Waters is another one. Um, and so just remember, this is very real. And what better gift to someone than to take them out of that prison cell in their brain and make them feel oh, oxygen of love, that somebody cares about them enough to do the right thing. And, and I know in my career, um, I look at this as the thing I want to really devote myself to the rest of my, uh, rest of my life. Yeah. I'll never regret this. I'll never regret giving quality of life and helping be part of that movement. So yeah. anybody listening, you all can do something to make somebody else have a greater sense of power and love and presence and less pain. That's a, that's, that's yeah. a fundamental. Well, well, the one thing that I love about I this love conversation it. today is that both of you are so incredibly passionate about what you do. And I share that with you 100%. I mean, I've, I've, this is a labor of love for me, this show and, and educating people about something that I believe is going to transform the field of medicine. I believe that it's going to transform our economies. I think it's going to give prosperity to so many, and it's going to improve our lives, save our lives. So um, as, as you're listening to this, think about that when you're talking to your friend or your parents or your grandparents or anybody else who's a naysayer at this point and just say, hey, look, this is saving lives. There's no harm coming from it whatsoever. And, you know, this is such an important movement. You won't listen to one of those advertisements where they spend the first 10 seconds, 15 seconds on what's supposed to be good about this new pharmaceutical creation, and then the last 15 45 seconds, seconds, or 45 <laughs> seconds, you know, that, you know, it will kill you, or, yeah, or the, ruin your life. Right. And, and that's yeah, one great the, thing, is virtually zero, zero side effects. Well, kind of an important thing to mention. Yeah, and if we ever get to that point where this is so mainstream that they have to disclaim just like any other drug, and with CBD, they won't even have yeah. a single... Side effect. I mean, no psychotropic at all. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, as, as a matter of fact, Snowden, uh, science still have not figured out the lethal dose of CBD. There is I mean, one, I to, believe. I've heard they, that. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they've given it to mice like a thousand times more potent than what a human can get, and there's no lethal dose, which is mind blowing. It's me. mind blowing and, when you think about Doctor Raza. You know, uh, sweeteners. That uh -huh. kill mice, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and sweeteners, exactly. right? Yeah. And yet Sweetener. this, which is supposed to be so much more profound and uh -huh. is, with nothing. Uh, last, uh, last year, one of my earlier shows, I interviewed a couple of doctors, and we were having a conversation that was pretty ignited, kind of like this throughout. And at one point, just in passing, one of them said, yeah, Tylenol can kill you. And I let it go a few sentences, and then all of a sudden I went back to it, and I said, you said what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, and it can, and it's an over-the-counter medicine. Can. So um, that just begs the question, you know, really, what is the reason that that we don't have full 100% access at any time for anyone who needs it of either hemp-based CBD or whole plant cannabis? There really is no excuse for it this day and age, and we just need to keep informing people. That's it. Exactly.
It's exactly. the storytellers of life. The storytellers of life determine the values of a society. So we have to, to underscore the true values that matter the most, the core values of who we are. And that's what we're doing today. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to you. Thank you. And uh, your wonderful Absolutely. show. And, and Dr. Raz, I, I salute you. And all the people out there, oh, there are things you can always do every day to help others. And, and this is about as meaningful as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we all, and we all have platforms. Uh, you know, Nick has an incredible big huge platform uh, to voice this. I have my own little platform in, in the medical space and research space. And Snowden has her platform in the, in the media space. So we got we have to use our platforms to advance this message and, Absolutely. and really this is this, this, uh, I mean, this has become my destiny, and uh, and and honestly, Snowden and and, and as both you, Nick, uh, my assistance with any projects or appearances or talks, I'm here available because this is what, what I what I intend to do for the rest of my life. Oh, thank you for that. And believe me, um, you offer it. I will take you up on it. We're always looking for insights from qualified medical professionals and. Also from public figures, Nick, I'm going to have you back as well. I mean, this has just been so inspiring for me with both of you. And with that, I'm getting the signal from our producer that it is time to wrap it up. Wow, this went so quickly. I would personally love to thank my guests, Nick Lowry and Dr. Raza, for sharing their insights and knowledge with us today. If you'd like to learn more about the research they're doing, visit us online at thecannabisreporter.com and click broadcast to find today's episode. I will post links to their websites. We have a lot of people to thank today. First, I'd like to thank Dr. Brian Donner for our Medical Marijuana Minute update. And just a reminder, if you visit compassionatecertificationcenters.com, you can learn about how to become certified as a medical marijuana patient in Pennsylvania. I'd also like to express our gratitude for our sponsors, Hump Meds and Healthterra. We seriously could not be doing this without you. We have a lot of others to thank as well. Eric Godall, composer of our theme song, Evergreen. Tree Free Hump for the amazing hump business cards they made for us. A team here at Star Worldwide Networks and program director Steve at XRQK Radio Network. And last but not least, thanks to all of you for listening from Pittsburgh to Los Angeles and throughout the nation. Tune in again next week, same time, same place, for another episode of the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show. I'm your host, Snowden Bishop, and until we meet again, stay safe, stay informed, share what you've learned, and make it a great day. Evergreen is calling, evergreen is always where I feel The blues blue falling, sheets made forever, cross the great divide. Are you getting enough CBD each day? Hemp Meds carries the most trusted CBD oil brands like Real Scientific Hemp Oil and Dixie Botanicals to make it easy to add cannabinoids like CBD to your diet. We hold all our hemp oil products to our rigorous triple lab tested standard to ensure that you and your family receive only the highest quality and most reliable CBD products. Hemp Meds is your trusted source for CBD. Visit hempmeds.com to get our premium CBD oil today. Use discount code CBD20 to get 20% off your first order. 
you're busy. Running around from work to kids to evening events, healthcare shouldn't be adding to your daily running around. Simplify your healthcare with Helterra. For only $15 per month per individual or $18 per month per family with up to nine kids, by the way, you can eliminate doctor office visits with 24-7 access to doctors via phone, video, or the mobile app. Not only do you get prescriptions filled over the phone, but save up to 85% on those prescriptions. This is a supplemental plan and not insurance. Healthcare made easy. Helterra.com.